everybody and welcome back to Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast. We are so excited that you're joining us today again. My name is Taylor Thorson, Channel Logistics Manager here at Connect Booster. And again, have the privilege of introducing Ryan Goodman right here, Connect Booster President and podcast host. Thanks, so, Taylor. Yeah. I am looking forward to today's episode, and I think you guys should too. We are bringing back Rayanne from ABC Solutions onto the podcast. Yes, yeah, she was great. I did a little bit of the uh, pre pre interview questions yeah, with right. her. You know, we had a lot to talk about. Anything from finance, auto task consulting, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything with the government going on right now, kind of with the stimulus checks. So yeah, you guys talked about the uh, PPP loans yeah. and that next round of funding. So yeah. a lot to talk about there. Action packed episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. Rayanne, hello again. Thank you for being on the show. I know we had the chance to get together. Was that Q3 already? Man, time flies just so fast. Can you really believe that it's been that long already? I mean, I don't even know what happened to last year other than, you know, it was a crazy year, but it seemed to fly and take three years all at the same time. I don't (laughs) even know. I, I heard someone say that it was actually on the news. It was a, a public official saying this was the longest year and fastest year 2020 that, that they ever feel they experienced <laughs> and they don't really know how to feel about it. Um, I equate it to, uh, I don't want to admit this, but I'm just going to say it. Um, have you ever ended up in your driveway from a, a drive from work to home and you're like, how am I in the driveway right now? And I don't remember the last 15 minutes. I hope I stopped at all the stoplights because I'm not really <laughs> sure what happened. Uh, yeah, I, I I hate to admit that, yes, that's happened to yeah. me too. It's like you're in a fugue state, right? You get in your car and then the next thing you know, boom, you're at home. You're just on autopilot. <laughs> I should sell that to Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, again, thanks again for for being back on the show. Last time we talked about a wide range of uh, wide range of topics. Um, this time, you know, we had we had narrowed in on a, a a couple of things, specifically around Autotask, you know, PSA and some of the consulting that you do. So I definitely want to touch in on that and uh, and hone on that, and you know, get get your expertise, opinions, as well as uh, let the viewers know all the things that you do inside of that world. Um, as far as uh, uh, finance, you know, we were still going into the tail end of what I would say is uncertainty, trying to figure out what 2020 was going to was going to end like. Um, there were a lot of things with stimulus money. Um, I know that I just saw Biden just signed this uh, next round of you know, public stimulus money and, and checks are supposed to be hitting bank accounts here over the next um, few days. But anything, uh, I think we had that second round of PPP loans as well um, mm-hmm. since the last time we had talked. Um, anything interesting uh, from a funding finance world that you want to touch on before we dig into right. the PSA stuff? So, you know, like you said, it's probably been six months since we talked, right? And so, you know, so much has happened. And of course, we had the second round of stimulus that mm-hmm. came out on December 27th, and that was signed into law and that kicked out um, a second round of PPP loans. And for anybody who hasn't gotten the first loan can can now apply for their first PPP loan okay. using the first round rules as long as um, they didn't already receive the money. But if you did receive 
PPP money and you want to try a second one uh, for a second round, there are some restrictions, you know. And uh, so uh, back in December, the, uh, the government sent out another round of stimulus checks. They um, opened up that second round of the PPP loans. And of course, and of course, you know, the new president was not about to be outdone, you know, so he had to come out with his own stimulus package. Right. And that, like you said, was just passed, you know, so $1.9 trillion. But this round is really more geared toward sending that money exactly where it needs hmm. to go. Right. The first CARES Act was a huge money grab. Uh, literally everybody in the country was, you know, grabbing for free government money. Yeah. Um, because it was available. Why not? Um, but so the second round, you know, the second round was more kind of targeted toward the unemployment and still again, the small business. And now this round is really going to be more toward the individuals, the unemployed and the seriously hard hit um, uh, companies. Also, uh, vaccine distribution. Yeah. That's where a large majority of the money is going to go is towards the vaccine distribution. Um, there's a couple of fun, you know, interesting things. There was, um, you know, the unemployment benefits were extended to September 6th. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that if you did receive unemployment benefits in 2020, the first $10,200 are tax free. Hmm. So you don't actually have to pay tax on that on your income taxes for 2020. So if you haven't filed your tax returns yet, hang on just for a few more minutes, okay. you know, and then uh, you can get that through. So um, but that's, you know, and there's some other things for, you know, uh, child tax credits and, and stuff like that you know, that came out in the new bill. Um, that's great insight, number one. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on because I, I'm speaking way above my pay grade here, so I'd love your insight on it to make sure that I'm fact check me, okay? That's 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 what I'm asking you to do. Fact I'll do check, my best. Fact check me <laughs> on this. Um, in the December round, um, I believe it was debated back and forth if that hadn't passed that the original first round of PPP loans could have been uh, deemed as taxable income, but then that second round, you know, for businesses, but that second round. Um, um, waived that uh am i am i thinking about that right and is that oh yeah yeah you're absolutely right and i probably should have mentioned it um yeah so you know uh up until december when congress you know finally got together and said hey wait a minute we did not mean for this stuff to be taxable and so they so literally it took an act of congress to uh to reverse that and uh and they had to state specifically the PPP forgiven PPP loan funds are not taxable. The uh, the deductions or the expenses that you use to pay uh, that money to pay, like payroll and rent mm-hmm. and things, if they would be normally deductible on any other year, uh, they are still deductible now. So so you you get to deduct the expenses. You don't have to pay tax on the forgiven debt, and also the EIDL advances. Mm-hmm. also are um, tax-free and so they're called well i they're what's called an m2 adjustment on corporate tax returns okay so it increases your book net income but not your taxable mm. net income that makes sense 
I appreciate the clarity there, and thanks, thanks again for the insight. I felt like I maybe knew enough just to be dangerous. Didn't want to, didn't want to <laughs> give bad advice. Didn't want to throw the wrong thing out there. So, cool. Well, I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit. Um, okay. You know, uh, in addition to obviously all of the work that you're doing for for MSPs and other service-based businesses and in accounting and and finance, um, you do an awful lot of uh, consulting and specifically in the the Autotask, you know, PSA space. I know you have some great relationships around there and worked with, you know, a lot of partners to to help them streamline their process. And so uh, to start things off, what uh, what led you to begin to offer that type of support as a financial professional? Um, well, you know, that's such an interesting question. And it's one of those ever evolving things. You know, um, I started off helping MSPs back in like 2006. Mm -hmm. Autotask was pretty new to the market and um, they'd only been out a few years. And then they started this integration with QuickBooks Desktop. So I started helping some MSPs connect uh, Autotask to QuickBooks. And, um, but in order to make that, make the information map properly to the P&L, you know, and get the the invoices to hit the right revenue accounts, mm -hmm. uh, I had to understand the services. And um, if, but if I was going to understand the services, I first needed to understand the contracts and how that affected invoicing. And since I was in there, I figured, well, I may as well understand procurement and purchasing and purchase orders and stuff. So I, I started digging into that and, and I kind of put the whole thing together. Well, yeah. at that point, you know, uh, it didn't make sense to stop. Yeah. So, so I kind of expanded that and, you know, and into like the CRM and the quoting and the projects. And, you know, before I knew it, you know, I had a solid understanding of the entire system. Yeah. And, uh, and as that was happening, you know, uh, then I started meeting up with um, the auto task people, you know, and this was before uh, Bob Godgart, you know, sold Autotask. Yeah. And so, um, so I started doing, you know, some speaking for them at Autotask Community Live. And then I started meeting up with, you know, more and more people, you know, and helping them with their accounting system. So the thing just kind of evolved all by itself. It wasn't, uh, you know, maybe I did set out to do it. All right. I, I shouldn't say that it happened by accident because it really did not. I had, um, I was speaking with Harry Brelsford one day and, yeah. you know, and he's, and uh, we were just chit chatting or whatever. And I said, you know, Harry, I would love it if you could get me an introduction to somebody at Autotask. You know, I've got this great idea rattling around in my head and I want to talk to somebody over there. Two days later, I get a phone call from Harry and he's connecting me with Bob Godgard and, um, awesome. and Lenny DeCostanzo. Yeah. You know, we're having this whole conversation. And you know, so, so it just kind of kept going in that direction. That's crazy. You know, it's it's it is one of those things where uh, oftentimes you don't get to just crack the door open with your toe. Sometimes the wind catches it, and there it is. <laughs> it's wide open now. <laughs> Here we so, go. Uh, so to this day, I still credit Harry Brelsford for the introduction to Autotax. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> go Harry. <laughs> Uh, he's a great, great guy. So um, as you uh, 
are you specifically focused around finance in the majority of your engagements or do a lot of times people are coming to say, I need help with configuration. I need to get my service delivery under control and utilizing Autotask to streamline it, you know? Yeah, you know, so that's like, I guess that's one of those things that people probably misunderstand about me. They think, oh, she's just an accountant. She only understands the numbers in QuickBooks, right? Yeah. But that's really not so. And uh, so I have a podcast. I'm the co-host of a podcast called PSA Impact. Hmm. And we talk about everything PSA. And we tend to, you know, um, tailor our conversations more toward Autotask because my co-host and I were both Autotask consultants. Yeah. And we, um, you know, so we really deep dive into all of the different things that Autotask does and how we, you know, um, how we work with our clients in helping them get their Autotask set up, optimizing their service delivery, you know, you know, integrating quoting tools on the front end, you know, and then of course, RMM's got to come in, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the middle piece. And then the accounting piece at the, you know, the back end, because you kind of need all of these pieces in order to really get a full, you know, uh, a, a full system, right? Because the, the quoting happens at the front end, but you still need that quote to come in the auto task so that you can track the opportunities, track right. the items that you're selling invoice the items you know an auto task is not an accounting system so you absolutely need one of those mm -hmm. right and um you know and then of course documentation as a matter of fact we just started uh using the auto task documentation manager in our own uh company okay and you know so we we were using a third-party documentation sure. tool and um and we just started using the documentation manager i hope they um I hope they spend some time and really improve upon that. I was going to so, say, I, I would imagine, you know, once you're in, you're you're making a, a checklist because, you know, understanding the history, you've even had some tight relationships with the uh, development team over the years and have been able to, you know, um, be an advocate for partners in areas where, you know, product needed to improve. So, yeah, I, and I really value my relationship with the development team at Autotask. You know, um, I know that if I get really stuck on something, I can reach out to somebody there. Yeah. And they know that if they get really stuck on something, they know that they can reach out to me. And so it's been a great relationship. That's awesome. I know, you know, from a Connect Booster standpoint, we've certainly appreciate the, the relationship with you as well as um, with Autotask in those times where it's like, hey, we, we've got to figure something out here. You know, um, it's it's been oh, good to I have those relationships. Oh, I love my Connect Booster people. You guys are great. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> so, that. Um, yeah. And anything that I can do to help you guys ever, you know, whether it's an Autotask or QuickBooks, but I think you get the QuickBooks thing all down. So... Well, I know uh, our our team is always the talk to Rayanne. Someone needs how to talk to Rayanne. She's got she'll she will help that partner figure it out. So uh, trust me, the, the the feeling is definitely uh, mutual. Um, now we've talked a lot about you know the integrations to make a PSA, the the bolt-on pieces that that are there to really you know, make a 360 degree uh, uh, complete workflow from quote implementation, ticketing, project management, you know, all the way through to uh, receiving payment and then that flowing out and being recorded inside of accounting. Um, if I back us up just one step, 
how important is it for an MSP to understand their workflow and processes before they get involved with the PSA? I mean, even on our side, we run into partners that are in a different phase of um, maybe I would call it operational maturity, you know, and the tools that they're using and in, in inside of their business. Um, what are some of the big things that you are advising on pre PSA implementation for that, that partner to understand you need to have some of these things figured out before you just jump in the pool deep end. I wish that people would ask me that question before yeah. they go out and, um, and open up a PSA or sign, you know, and I, I've been working recently with this one gentleman and he's out of New York city. Um, and, and literally he decided on first he was, you know, he was listening to different podcasts and things and he, um, he, no, he knew that he needed to get a PSA in order to move to the next level in his business. Right. But he wasn't sure which one he wanted or why or how to implement it. Mm -hmm. And this was a man who did all sorts of homework before, you know, he implemented it. And, and now that I think about it, there's another gentleman I was I'm working with, you know, down in uh, in the Miami area. Same thing, you know, um, and sometimes people can, you know, and I call it analysis paralysis, right? They they analyze these things to death and they are so afraid of making the wrong decision, they don't make any. Sure. Um, you know, so that, and, and that can happen, but you really do, you know, it would be really great if you had a, um, at least a design, hopefully on a piece of paper, but if not, at least in your head, you know, as to how you want things to flow. Um, because when you're setting up Autotask for the first time, it's so overwhelming. You know, what's what's a work type? Uh, sure. What's a role? Why do I need both? You know, and then what happens? And how many cues do I need? You know, there's three people in the company. You don't need 20 cues. You know, you don't even need one cue for each person. Sure. So, you know, you, but, you know, is there a defined set of rules, you know, um, in order to manage your service desk. And, and the one number one mistake I see uh, MSPs make time after time is they buy auto task and they start immediately running tickets hmm. and uh, they don't bother taking the time to uh, understand the entire process, the entire system, you know, yeah, yes, it's a ticketing system, absolutely. But it's so much more than that. And if you, you know, if you skip the important parts and jump straight to the ticketing, then it becomes that much harder to clean it up later down the road when you're trying to, okay, now, hey, I'm, I'm really an MSP. Now I've got to get up these contracts and these projects and get these things working and get these workflow rules moving. You know, it, it just becomes a lot harder to do it back. That makes sense. So my suggestion, I'm just going to give you a plug on a shame plug. If you're in that phase, give Rand a quick call before, before just you a go. Quick call, just, really, yeah. I, I'm not going to try and sell anybody, you know, anything that, that you don't want. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll give you at least a roadmap or even better, you know, right now on PSA impact, we are doing a complete Autotask implementation series, mm, that's you great. know, from beginning to end. 
and um, you know we start off you know doing the back office things, setting up you know auto task from you know from the back end, and then we move, and then then we move on into uh, the CRM and then uh, the contracts. You know, and I think we've just started hitting the service desk, and we're probably ten or fifteen. Uh, episodes in. So service desk is, you know, towards the end of the line. That's great. Just saying. Yeah. Hey guys, here with a quick break from our show to remind you to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you have suggestions for future episodes or you want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Lastly, to find out more about our guests, check out their information in the podcast description. Thanks for listening to the confessions of an IT business owner. Let's get back to the show. You know, we're, we're obviously talking to us a lot of times, you know, I keep these uh, interviews pretty, pretty generalized, but you know, what you do is specific, you know, what, what we do is pretty specific. So one of the questions I wanted to ask, because I know in the past, you know, you've done a lot of work with, um, uh, different payments integrations. You know, I know you've mm -hmm. had recommendations with Bill.com. They're a huge publicly traded uh, payments company. You know, they're integrated with QuickBooks and there's a lot of great things, you know, uh, about that tool. Um, you know, one of the things that we had seen in, in the market when we were first solving some of our own problems that we had in, in our point of sale business, um, we, we kind of thought about, we need to integrate to the tools and the ecosystem of tools that people in our industry use, right? So we were looking to the PSA tools, we were looking to the coding tools. Um, what are a couple of the uniques where, when you have a, a client utilizing Autotask, QuickBooks, you know, whatever flavor of QuickBooks that is, and, and Connect Booster, um, what are some of the efficiencies that, that you know the partner is going to uh, receive by using that ecosystem set of tools together? So, um, wow, great question. We, um, and you're right, we, you know, we were advocates of bill.com for, um, for a long time and we still use it, but we use it more on the accounts payable sure. side yeah. than we do on the accounts receivable gotcha. side. We found that um, that the accounts receivable, having bill.com manage accounts receivable just doesn't work hmm. because uh, bill.com requires that bill.com owns accounts receivable. Sure. So, you know, so if you're, if you're sending everything out through um, bill.com and the customer mails you a check, you're supposed to go into bill.com and record the check in bill.com. Uh, and that's a piece that everybody misses. Yeah. They think, oh, well, let me just, you know, record this payment right in my QuickBooks and deposit the check and uh, and everything's great. Everything's great until the next sync and, and everything blows up. Creates issues. Yeah. Um, and uh, the automation tool in bill.com did not work as well as, um, you know, as it should, you know, so, uh, so we started looking a lot more at Connect Booster because Connect Booster just works, right? So some of the features that attracted us to Bill.com, like the automated late notices, the right. automated payments, you know, the sync back to QuickBooks, you know, Connect Booster does that natively. And, you know, and it's just made, it has just made such a difference in, uh, in our clients' uh, businesses. 
you know, um, and every time I, I'm talking with a client that's been using, you know, using it, or if I'm talking to a new client or a prospective client that's already using it, I say, oh, how's that working for you? Oh, I love it. Literally, uh, everybody says, oh, uh, this is the best thing that I've ever done for my business, you know, and um, you know, so many times I hear people kind of groan, oh, but Connect Booster is so expensive. Sure. But it's not, you know, because one of the things that you do that nobody else really seems to do well at all is the ability to uh, add back in the credit card fees, uh, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And and that is not something QuickBooks can't do that. Um, you you've got to set up a separate line item on the invoice for that. Right. You know, Bill.com won't do it. You know, um, Late Fee Manager won't do it. You know, so you know, and that's a huge piece because you know uh, one thing that keeps people from even collecting money using credit cards is that fee. Yeah. Everybody shies away from that three percent fee. You know, but if they can bill it back. Or, you know, let the customer, you know, make the decision, for hey, sure. I'm going to pay this with an ACH, you yeah. know, for free, or um, or am I willing to pay this, you know, this premium yeah. for uh, the credit card so that I can still get my airline points, you know, so, yeah. um, and and I think that's that's probably, you know, that's been one of the, the main, you know, um, deal breakers for years, yeah. and you guys solved it. No, I, and I appreciate that. I know, you know, even for listeners, you know, this is a little bit different uh, format than maybe many of you used to talking, you know, tool specific. But I also, you know, want to make sure that, you know, people understand in these, these scenarios, there are a lot of different choices out there in the world. There are a lot of different consultants, you know, people could use. But we've just found um, some really efficient ways to work with the tools. We found some, just like Rayanne, some really efficient ways to operate a service-based business and and i'm a huge fan of modeling things that work in our own business in our own life and i i hate to see when uh partners struggle over some of these things um in business operation when really they could they could be solved pretty simply through through the expertise of people inside of their networks and then you know the real challenge is like get out to market and continue to have excellent service and then and and drive more deals and drive more business into your organization because you know that's where where success is going to uh find you is is creating the revenue and then taking care of that revenue and and um being exceptional in your service model right <clears throat> yeah no and i um and i know that this is you know your podcaster is is really not for me to sit here and say wow connect booster is you know all that in a bag of chips right <laughs> but it's the um but i have not found and and believe me ryan i look on a fairly regular basis you know for new uh technologies that yeah. come out you yeah. know to make our life easier and to make the lives of our clients, you know, easier. And um, and I I haven't found it. And I, I just, first of all, I think your support rocks. You know, uh, your, your salespeople are super responsive. And um, and I haven't found anything that I don't like no, about I dealing that. with Connect Booster, but that's the end of that. Um, so. Yeah, no, that's great. I, that's again, the end I, of my soapbox. <laughs> All good. I man, I teed you up. That's so. That's, sorry, everyone. We apologize. 
I'm just kidding. Um, so what, uh, um, what are some of the other benefits that, that, that you see partners getting from engaging in, in consulting and Hey, I'm not, you know, talking, you know, specific and, and we'll even, you know, keep it general from, from outside of, Hey, you know, what does Regan provide? Um, but there, there's an ecosystem of relationships when, when you're talking to a consultant. There's an ecosystem of tools that, that consultants know um, work or don't work and things to avoid. And I'd love to just you know, chat a little bit on those lines. Some of those other, I wouldn't even call them fringe benefits because they're really direct benefits, but it, it moves beyond oftentimes just the single thing that maybe they would be coming to, to you to fix. you know. Um, so it, I, I get such a wide range of requests. Like here's a perfect example. One day, and, and I'm not on Reddit a great deal, but, mm-hmm. um, and those who are on Reddit probably have seen me, you know, uh, popping around the MSP or other task boards. Mm-hmm. But somebody came into the MSP board and, you know, he had just taken over as CEO of this company and they were using Autotask for like, I don't know, three or four years, and nobody in the company really understood how to use it. Certainly not him. And he's been charged with trying to get this company to work efficiently. Yeah. And I had no idea where to start. So I started a conversation with them on Reddit, and then he called, and we've been working together now probably two months. We meet once a week, yeah. and every week they bring me a new problem, you know, like last week, they uh, they want to uh, create uh, commission reports. Sure. And they want to figure out how they can, you know, run a simple report. Right now, it's done in like five different spreadsheets and blah blah blah. And they want to try and automate that. A few weeks ago, it was uh, quoting, and a few weeks before that, it was purchase orders, and you know, a few weeks before that, it was you know workflow goals. Yeah. You know, so they come at me with all of these different you know, uh, all of these different requests. And it's really about, you know, where they are and somebody that understands the entire process mm-hmm. and not, you know, not just somebody that knows this much, you know, I, I can help you if you're right in here, yeah. you know, but if you're out here, I, I'm sorry, you know, you're on your own. You know? <laughs> but, and, um, and they were, they were looking at a quoting tool and, uh, and I think they were looking at quoter and, and I said, yeah, you know, I'm starting to hear more and more about Quoter, um, and I don't know very much about it. And I know that there's also Connect Why Sell mm-hmm. that used to be called Quozel, but I don't sure. know very much about that. And, um, but I'll tell you the one that I do know more about is QuoteWorks, because yeah. I've been using QuoteWorks for a number of years and helping people implement it. I did not intend to sell them QuoteWorks. Um, <laughs> it just, you know, it happened to be the, the tool that I, I already knew and I could help them with yeah, and yeah. get it implemented in. And so they decided that that was probably the better way for them to go. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Um, you know, it just kind of turns out that way, you know, and I don't recommend one uh, RMM tool over another. I don't recommend, you know, one documentation over another. Mm-hmm. It just, um, there are some of them that I know and I know well, and there are some that I don't. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, totally um, and, and that's why we have more than one consultant in the world. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, 
couple of big takeaways that I want to make sure people call out and and uh, recall. Um, PSA Impact. Did I get that right? That's your that's your podcast, right? Okay, so go go check that out because you're going to learn a lot of uh, information. Like Rand just said, they're working through the process of a full Autotask uh, implementation series. So um, that obviously sounds very interesting, especially if you were interested in listening to this episode. I know you're going to be really interested to go check that out. So so go check that out. Um, and before we wrap up, again, I want to just do a recap and thank you again for for um, you know your your insight and expertise you know in finance. What's going on with uh, you know this round of stimulus and in the piece that we had uh, that happened between the last time we had talked. So really appreciate that uh, insight. You know some of the tax uh, changes and, and implications that you've seen come down the line. You're in the midst of right now. I think we were just talking. We're we're in corporate tax uh, week, literally, <laughs> right right now. And, and I'm trying to hide all of the papers behind me, you know, and because um, and, the ta- the corporate tax deadline is, you know, like tomorrow. And <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yes, but I, I really want to thank you for having me on again. Um, I always, always enjoy our conversations and, you know, and I, and I do appreciate the opportunity to get the word out to MSPs, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help, I'm always available to help, even during tax season, Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you taking time, especially out of this busy time. And again, um, if you guys have questions about anything related to PSA consulting, Autotask, finance in general, please reach out to Rayanne. She has served our partners so well. I want to make that uh, unabashed uh, uh, recommendation. So um you have a wonderful weekend we're talking on a friday i know that probably doesn't mean much during tax season but try to at least enjoy a little bit of it and looking forward to seeing you the next time either on the podcast virtually or fingers crossed we get to have some on site uh, engagement i would love that so yes we we definitely need an in-person meeting one of these days hopefully sometime this year sounds great Take care, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Well, that was a lot of great information. Absolutely. Um, One of the things I really appreciate, and I think everyone listening who's a business owner, the PVP loan money is non-taxable for 2020. Good news for us. A huge deal, (laughs) yes. Um, I also really appreciated the fact that um, she described a lot of what she does inside of her business, not just financial consulting um, and and tying that to the PSA tool, but really overall configuration and planning prior to using a PSA tool. And actually utilizing it, right? Not just leaving it there. You're exactly right. Well, awesome. With all that being said, thanks for tuning in and be on the lookout for our next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.